0: The GFL, The Garfather of Fantasy Football Leagues. Created from the pre internet mind of Garland Lovett, with stats tracked on college room paper taken directly from an artifact called a newspaper. The GFL has stood the test of time, becoming one of the largest and most passionate leagues in America. From podcasts to fantasy pros, there is never a dull moment for those brave and cool enough to take on its challenge year in and year out. For over a quarter of a century, the GFL has annually brought together friends while breaking many hearts along the way. Now steered by the state. Day- Commission hand of Matt Handy. With continued support and assistance from its namesake founder, one thing is certain, a better fantasy football league does not exist. Welcome to the GFL Commish Recap Preview Podcast, number 38. I'm the OG of the GFL, Garland Levitt. Along here with the current commish, Matt Handy. And Matt, week two brought us a much more conventional point scoring week than week one. Which, for many people, was just a total bow's kill to start the season. So, with some decent, at least, offensive football getting played right now across the NFL, instead of talking about what we normally do to start the show, our sponsors our Apple legal and technical travails. I kind of thought to start the show, it would be much better just to focus on some actual fantasy football for once. So, what I wanted to talk about, wait a second, Matt, I'm gonna have to kind of bring you in here early. You know, we kind of reamed John in the studio last week um, about uh, messing up that news alert and not having it queued up at the right time. And Matt, I thought we had gotten through to this guy, but apparently he just couldn't help himself and uh, hit the trigger finger. John, what was that? I'm just listening to John <laughs> in my earpiece right now. No, that's, no excuse. that's absolutely no excuse. No, we didn't want to talk about this right now. Matt, I don't know if we have any choice. I guess we have to kind of lead... Now, because of John's fuck up two weeks in a row, on um, what we really wanted to kind of tease with and make people listen for a while before we actually revealed. So, do you think it's time to share this, Matt?
1: I think because John fucking sucks at what he does. Okay, and we can't afford to hire anybody, you know, better. Uh, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to roll with it, man. Let's
0: Matt, do it. we can't afford to hire anyone. So, I mean, yeah, no, better is just totally out of the question.
1: Absolutely. So let's. Uh, I mean, Gar, we you know we. Uh, we were going to save it for later, but let's, you know, John's already, you know, fucked up. So let's do it now.
0: God. And, and hopefully this is the last week of John. I mean, Matt, I mean, we're juggling so many things at once here, but, uh, and this is not a two-person production, but it may just have to be uh, moving forward uh, with John's antics.
1: I mean, John's so bad. It's almost like you can't get rid of him, though. You know what I mean? Because it's it's like, you know, you always need that guy who always screws up just so you look better, you know? So it's almost one of those where we got to kind of keep him around.
0: <laughs> yeah, i really would hate to i mean you know we try to to run the best possible production every week and he's really cramping our style so uh, we'll have really to talk good. about that off air i think john your, your days could very well be numbered
1: <laughs> fucking john just fucking, fucking john,
0: john. I mean, with a name like john what were we expecting <laughs> like you said last week
1: <laughs> well guard do you want me to do you want me to break out not the that, break that any old joe job? would have been much better I think Joe would have been You know, I, I I'll uh, I'll reach out to Joe because there is a fucking Joe in the uh, in the league. So I think, and he's he's way more detail oriented. Or, or out of the league, part. there's
0: got to be some Joe that's better than this John.
1: Absolutely. So well, well, Matt, do why want don't you kind of uh, tell,
0: and we kind of tease this on the text thread to the league. Why don't you tell the uh, listening audience, uh, and this is all true, guys, and we can send a screenshot of this in the text thread. So why don't you just yeah. talk about and read uh, what you received this week.
1: So, you know, Gar and I have uh, always kind of mess around with, you know, our, uh, you know, I, this show is full of sarcasm, as everybody uh, rightly knows, obviously, right? So uh, when I was telling Gar about this in the week, he thought I was full of shit, but it was actually for real. So I received a legit email. I, well, legit's a, a relative term, but I received an email, let's call it that, from a man named Carlos at hello at podstatus.com, right? And I saw this, I was like, okay, it's another spam thing, whatever. Not, a, you know, just stupid. But the subject title of the, of the email was that the GFL Fantasy Football Weekly is ranking very well in the United States. That is literally the title of the email as it sent to me. So, of course, it piqued my interest. So, I looked into it. And... I going to read the email, <laughs> email because it's so terrible. It's so funny, and I—I I, it's but it Matt, wasn't this already
0: email. kind of reinforcing what we already knew about ourselves? But I yes, mean, you actually, see it in writing, it, it does—it does kind of
1: make a difference. It it does it does, and so what, guys? This is a this is a legit email that I received now. Like I said, legit is a relative term, but. This is word for word what the email says. I'm gonna read it to everyone right now because this is our big news. Okay, it, sorry, Joe. It's not gonna be the Gar Kings uh, for the for the for the week uh, or every week of the uh, regular season. It's not gonna be some of the other stuff that everyone's uh, uh, everyone's been hypothesizing and speculating on the text threads. But here's the email from Carlos to me. It says, "Hello, how's it going?" Hope all is well. I have some cool information that might interest you. Your podcast, GFL Fantasy Football Weekly, has good performance in Apple Podcast rankings in the last 30 days. You are position number 170 in the category Fantasy Sports in the United States. This data is provided by Podstatus.com. Happy podcasting from Carlos from Podstatus. That, my friends, we are number 170 in Woohoo! the United States as of last week. Okay, we only have two. We're only two and... Was this this is number four on Apple? Or number three on Apple, guys. This is number four, right? This is number um, four on
0: Apple. Yes, 30, 38 overall.
1: So it only took us three episodes, fellas, to climb the ladder to one hundred and seventy. Okay, imagine what's going to happen by the end of this season. If we're not up, if we're not in the top ten by the end of the season, I find it to be a downright failure, Gar. Okay, so now what we don't know, guys, what we don't know. We are number 170. We don't know if that's out of number one out of 170 or not. Okay. That's what we don't know. So it's very well could be number 170 out of 170. All right. However, we don't give a shit because we're in the rankings, baby. And that's all you got. You just got to be in the dance car before you, you know, so we can start moving up. Okay. And then, um, but I will say our content is uh second to none. Uh, I think this year, uh, our energy wow. and our, our, our passion for the league is really showing through. I've, I've had a lot of fun in these first three podcasts. I, um, I think the. Uh oh, fucking John! John, what are you doing to me? No, I told John to do
0: that, so he he was redeemed a little bit, Matt. I also had a surprise for you. What do we got, Gar? <laughs> well, you know, you-, you brought up a good question. You know, if we're ranked number one seventy, uh, is that in the United States or in the world for fantasy
1: podcasts? Just-, just in State. the U.S. Just it domestically. Says the United States. Yeah, it, it, it says in parentheses on the email, it says United States. Okay, okay.
0: Well, I did a little reconnaissance work myself now. <laughs> <So laughs> I found out, actually, I was able to kind of do some digging, uh, go on the dark web, and I, uh, I found, I no one thought, I, I just was able to order Ubers and get Venmo for the first time uh, since uh, my separation and stuff. But yes, no, I've actually been able to kind of master the dark web. So I've been picking up all kinds of new hobbies uh, since uh, since uh, my uh, ex-wife left. So um, one thing I've done is work more on the dark web. So I was able to kind of infiltrate Apple a little bit. I don't know if I should be telling this telling them this on an Apple podcast, but I was able to kind of break in to their analytics and rankings. And Matt, I was able to actually discover how many other fantasy sports podcasts
1: there were. Should I guess or are you going to tell me? Which one should I do?
0: I mean, you can guess, but I'm I'm happy to tell you too
1: um you know what gar i'm gonna say there's 300 i'm gonna go 300.
0: yes and and that's what i kind of would have thought too but in fact the uh the actual number is we are number 170 out of 174 (laughs) (laughs) i mean for only our fourth show i mean we are just running circles it sounds like around those other four
1: and that's all awesome.
0: just I mean, we should be just moving up that ladder. Oh you know? man, that's cool. I mean, we could be by the end of the season, we may be in the top one uh, sixties somewhere. Oh so. man, that's
1: awesome. Oh wow, that I did I really you know what, I was really I was joking about the three hundred. I didn't think it was gonna be more than <coughs> sorry, he still got pneumonia, obviously. <coughs> Excuse me. But, uh, Talk
0: about playing through pain, man. First, it was bronchitis, pneumonia. I mean, you need to decide which one it is, okay? Well, or can, it's we, just doctor, it's can, can we just say you're sickly?
1: I mean, maybe we should say you're sickly. Yeah, so do my, so my doctors? Uh, no, I really thought it was going to be like maybe two hundred tops, right? I didn't think it'd be one seventy four. That's awesome. That's cool. That makes, <laughs> yeah, that, that makes it make even it seem more
0: legit, too. Like we are above four. I mean, that's we weren't expecting much, so to me, I, I was happy with
1: that. I mean we're not I'm not expecting anything out of this. I'm really, I'm really just doing this for the league. I don't really give a, I don't really care about the other people, but Speak I think for yourself, it's hilarious. Speak for yourself. It actually makes it it actually makes it better that it's 174 that we're number 170. That makes it that makes it even better than if it were like 300 or 350 or something like that you know that's awesome that's well so and we talk good. every
0: week about the unique listeners so uh you know i always give the weekly update so last week we were at 48 growing a little bit slower this week we we're at 53 so i mean obviously we are doing a lot better than those other four so i'm sure we'll just and keep going so I,
1: mean, I know that i've listened i know that as a couple of, i've talked to cory because cory and i have matched up against each other this week and he was talking about um how he uh he mentioned the woke a which means I know he listened to the podcast. You know what I mean? That was <laughs> it's that, working, uh, Matt.
0: I mean, if we're slow dripping and Ryan um, through the text or through these links, and, and Ryan Levitt and Corey are listening to this, I mean, yeah, no, no wonder we're growing fifteen or twenty percent every week on unique listeners. No question,
1: so. no question. So, um, but that's awesome, dude. That's a, actually that's a really good surprise. Uh, really, really funny. I mean, I, I know you and I were on the way to the Astros game when I got this email, right? And I I was on the phone with you. And I told you about it. You said, no fucking way is that for real. You know, I said, no, this is legit. So I, I texted you the uh, screenshot of it. I was and,
0: beside myself. I mean,
1: it, this is legit, yeah. guys.
0: I mean, one of the few things that on this podcast that is, but this is legit.
1: This is actually a legit email. Um, in terms of the fact that I received the email, whether it's pod status is a for real thing or not, I didn't look into that, but I'm going to say it is anyway. But the fact that Gar went ahead and did his recon on the dark web, uh don't know what else you're doing on the dark web, but that's for you to decide. <laughs>
0: uh, you know about my celibacy, Matt, so not too much else. You know, I mean, what else is there really to
1: do? I mean, you know, I, I know you and your, uh, you know, you did send a, about two years ago, three years ago, you did send a a, um, uh, a manifesto, basically, of, uh, of how... Uh, the election was stolen. So, you know, who knows what else you're doing, man? You know, I mean, is that
0: any much different than the manifesto I give uh, to open the podcast every week, though? It's no, not really.
1: It's about the same thing. So. <laughs> and then there's also, you know, if anybody, a quick plug for Conspiracy United, Garz. He gave it, he gives out handouts and books. Okay. So uh, Garz got manifestos all over the place. So, so <laughs> Okay. Uh, they're just, anyway, they're no, just not of the communist variety. No, they're definitely not. But um, you know, conspiracy nights. But we don't know have our
0: Bible beating audience, so that wouldn't appeal to them
1: anyway. Oh, I know. But you know, conspiracy night is a uh, it's a it's it's a sight to be held. If you haven't ever been to one of Garth's conspiracy nights, they're so much fun. I know this has nothing to do with football, but uh, you know, it's a lot of fun. So if you're ever in town, definitely go ahead and check it out. It's it's uh, I go to I go to them just to, to be the uh, you know, the uh, dissenting the voice. The contrary. <laughs> But that's that, that. That would be its own podcast in its own right. But what I want to do today, Matt, is hold bit, on,
0: real quick, a couple things. I want to. We gotta, you know, as far as like uh, content and what we're doing, are we uh, careful? We're already having this censorship issue. So when you're talking about conspiracy and stuff like that, those are buzzwords in, no, uh, in Apple censor analytics. I mean, we know that. We know that for a fact, but it probably is. So just we
1: gotta be careful what we talk Shit. about. I did, did. I did say stolen election? Didn't I? Did, I yeah, said that earlier. Yeah. Right? This could be oh, our man. last. This could be our last episode. It's highly possible that it's our last episode. So, guys, if it is, at least we know our ranking and we're going out on a high note. You know? <laughs> and one other thing, Matt, and i we
0: did not – Matt and I do a little show prep. We did not much today because we don't have much
1: time. Oh, we're winging this one. <laughs>
0: but, you know, Matt, I'm full of surprises sometimes with you. So, I've been waiting all week to bring this up to you. And so, I think you noticed I've been a little more distant from you this week. I mean, we're always great friends. But a little more distant from you this week than normal. So, Matt was referring to, and I'm glad you did, about the Astros game and the Text. and yeah you really buttered me up with that rankings text and stuff like that but Matt mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you the floor here to respond to uh we had these grand plans to meet up with Jay and a few of my other friends who you know <laughs> up in the middle of ultra bar but uh you and you and your buddy uh Derek decided to ghost us and so I didn't, yeah. I didn't bring it up I didn't want to be that guy you know because I mean Matt and I are friends, but it's kind of a relationship, too, so I wanted to show strength and not act that way, but Matt, you hurt my feelings, man, and feelings are important, so uh, <laughs> why did you do that to me? It's been
1: affecting <laughs> me, me get all this, week. Just, so let, me get, let me get this straight. You didn't want to bring it up to my face, but you wanted to bring it up in front of everybody in the podcast. Is that what you're telling me?
0: Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. the 170th ranked fantasy sports podcast <laughs> in America, Matt.
1: No, so now you're not going
0: to have to answer to me. You're going to have to answer to all our friends.
1: Yeah, honestly, dude, we got, you know, we had really good seats in right field, right, and it was, uh, the game was getting pretty good, and uh, honestly, we were, I just lost track of the innings, man, before I knew it, you know, I looked at the, I looked up the score, it was the eighth inning, I was like, oh shit, they're probably at, they're probably at their seats by now, but. You know, we were winning. Said so we were winning. I don't know. I think it was seven five, maybe at the time six five. I forgot what it was. Until yeah, before Presley blew it and we lost. Blew it just completely. Jesus, don't do let me start on the Astros right now because they're pissing me off. But um, you know, I was we, I was I had never planned on going to Bizios because I was going. We were eating at Shake Shack, Shake Shack already, and we we're sitting in our seats. I was going to meet you at the Ultra Lounge sometime before the sixth inning, but. I just lost track of the innings, man. So that's that's my that's me that's my bad, you know. And um, sorry, so, well, I guess.
0: You're saying it wasn't personal.
1: It wasn't personal at all. But I mean, if you want to make it personal by bringing it up on the podcast, we can certainly talk about that. Garth, I mean, it doesn't you know,
0: feeling to... It's it's been emotional for me, man. It doesn't take much to trigger me these days. So I wanted to feelings... let you know you did, but you're making me feel mm-hmm. better now, so I forgive you
1: you know feelings matter guards are about how you feel okay it's not about what really happened but it's about what how you feel okay yeah. so you know we can we can we can address that whenever you feel like it man all right i'm all, facts I'm all about matter
0: as long as you just endorse my facts
1: <laughs> depends on whose facts you want to talk about <laughs> oh wow well, well we we've uh we've wasted 16 minutes of, everybody, of everybody's time so far with so
0: no I'm prep talking. Matt. we didn't even rehearse any of this we, we kind of wanted more this, than usual
1: good job so Guys, we're on a. This is a Saturday afternoon podcast. Uh, we've been we've had scheduling uh, issues all week long with uh, kids and with uh, just work and Astros games. And that would have been sweet if we did a podcast from the actual Astros game. That would have been sweet if we did that, but there's no way we had that chance, obviously. But uh, so this now, is how sat- I was treating
0: myself that night. It would it wouldn't have been the best uh, podcast
1: theater. Probably not. But no, this is I was a, a little too much podcast. fun for,
0: to be on the podcast. I don't think uh, I yeah. would have
1: approved. Probably not, but you know, I think one to one day it would be fun to do a live podcast, like in the same room, you and me, and just kind of spitball, you know, kind of. You know, just feed off each other. Uh, you know, in person would be awesome if we could <laughs> Matt, figure that out. But the
0: RSS feeds and everything. It'd probably take you at least three to four hours of research to figure Shut out. out. How to make uh,
1: it. I've got you know, and obviously I'm still working with the Apple Podcast because if uh, if anybody's actually searched the GFL Fantasy Football Weekly on Apple, you'll see there are three different shows out there, all all identical, by the way. So I've got a theory on what I did wrong on it. So I'm going to try. I'm going to test it this week and hopefully it gets figured out. And if I did, then hopefully I've got all of the kinks worked out of this thing. But uh, is anybody really fucking surprised? I mean, of course, I was gonna screw it up somewhere, somewhere along the line, you know. But uh, Janowski just like you did
0: with our meetup uh, on Monday, Matt.
1: I know. I mean, I know Janowski of all people is certainly not surprised. That I've screwed up a couple things along the way. That's <laughs> for damn. But um, anyway, but what I want to guard. Let's. Uh, we're eight, we're right at eighteen minutes right now. So guys, what I want to do today is Gar and I haven't done this in a long time. So we usually we have got some kind of. Um, subject matter plan, usually we got a kind of a, a bit that we kind of go through, but we're going to take it old school today. We're just going to go, what we used to do back in the day when we were writing everything out, which turned into like, uh, I've mentioned this before, eight to 10 page essays essentially when we were putting our stuff on the Yahoo message board was we used to recap and preview the weeks, right? So we used to recap the games uh, that we just played and then we're going to preview the current week. Uh, coming up, and we haven't done that in quite a long time. So, Gar, we're gonna we're gonna roll back to old school uh, this week, and we're just gonna recap last week's games, and we're gonna preview this week's games, and um, and we're gonna roll from there, man. I, I'm actually looking forward to it because we don't really get a chance to analyze games much anymore. We talk about fantasy football, we talk about certain things that happen in fantasy football, sometimes the NFL, but we never really actually go. We haven't really actually been able to go over game by game in a little while. Uh, so I'm kind of excited to go ahead and do that this week.
0: I mean, it's gonna be okay I mean mainly for the first four episodes as this whole shows evolves. We basically just talk about ourselves, which is, <laughs> you know with our Narcissistic Ben is what is our favorite topic obviously like dude, but Matt if we have to kind of go old school be a little more selfless and Talk about other people on the show I mean, we know what the audience really wants is more of us, but we can give uh, a little more of them too, I guess
1: well, you know, we're going to talk about our own matchups for the first, for at least 35, 40 minutes, and then we'll get into everybody else's for the remaining five. You know, that's what's going to happen.
0: That's right. Okay. Those will be, yeah. uh, we'll, we'll do uh, personal manifestos on our team. Yeah.
1: So this this podcast really isn't, is actually incorrectly labeled. It's not, It shouldn't be GFL Fantasy Football Weekly. It should be guard match teams plus everybody else. You know what I mean? So, or something along those lines. Right? And, and
0: other stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah. Gar, Gar's team and Matt's team plus some other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I like the ring; it's got a good ring to it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, let's go over last week, guard, because what we used to do on our old, on our old, um, our old recaps basically is kind of talk about what we actually went through during the week in terms of our personal lives and you know some stuff that we did. Like you would talk about how you would kind of go to maybe your old camp, or you guys went some, you went out of town to you know I don't know wherever hell y'all go, Vegas, whatever the case is, and. Um, and then basically, you know, we're going over, we kind of recapping the games. So um, I guess you followed all the games. I know I followed all the games. Is there one game that stuck out to you more than, any, more than the others you liked more than any, more than others or were heavily intrigued by uh, anything like that last week or no? Besides yeah, I mean,
0: Monday, Monday, even though it was a game, I was still kind of interested in uh, Kurt and Trent's matchup. Yeah. That, was, that yeah. was a great matchup. Yeah. So we can could, we could okay. start talking about that.
1: Let's sure. do that. It's a great um, matchup.
0: The way Kurt came back, and then um, you know, kind of wondered if uh, Trent would get enough from Chuba Hubbard on Monday to hold on to uh, to get back and get back over the top, and he sure did.
1: He found a way to get ten points out of him, so that's all he really needed to go ahead and get to the uh, to to finish off the game. But that you know, chub,
0: that Chubb was strong.
1: Yeah, my chub was not strong at all—not one bit, actually. My chub is uh is broken, is what it is. Okay, I don't but talk
0: about my chub right now. My chub is not happy with me.
1: Yeah, your chub is uh your chub is probably seven months not happy with you or whatever the hell it is now. I don't even know, but we can talk about that at a later time. <laughs> But Yeah,
0: no more no off the record stuff this week.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no, it was really, uh, you know, a, a real big to real big win for Trent, obviously, because. <laughs> Uh, you know, Kirk Cousins getting 31 points, uh, huge, huge game. You know, Kirk Cousins, I'm surprised he's, it's almost like he's hated in this league along with Joe Mixon. People don't draft this guy for some reason, but no. every year he's top 12 quarterback every single year, man. He's got great receivers, great offense to work with, Uh, big time win for Trent because he really needed it after last week where he only, I think, uh, I think week one, he only ended up getting maybe in the 60s, maybe early, low 70s for points. So definitely needed a big week this week. Got, got himself 110 points. Uh, puts himself back kind of in contention in terms of points like you know what you don't want to do obviously in the first couple of weeks is shit the bed so much that you're relying straight up on wins and you don't have tiebreakers or that you know
0: absolutely it was a good win for him Um, and you know neither of us are fans of for obvious reasons of any bringle draft but um, (laughs) he was able to put up a real good week Kirk Cousins led the way Devontae yeah. Adams did what Devonte could do, and uh, it was a touchdown week for James Conner. So that was a night nice, that was nice. Mark Andrews was back for him. Um, you know, when you are starting a guy like Chubba Hubbard, I mean, this is one of the reasons like we just don't think uh, he's really going to have enough. Uh, firepower to get things done because you know, Chubb right. getting 10 points is really good for Chubb, and a lot Huge. of the Pat flex guys that can get into the 20s pretty easily. So, uh, that could, and you know, he's also starting Alan Lazard. So, um, you know, no one loses every game uh, in fantasy football besides Brent one year in our camp only. Football League, Brent Sachs. Uh, <laughs> I've never seen that. Even the Peckers, uh, who, as you pointed out in our, one of our first episodes this year, since the merger in 2012, none much better. But, I mean, they have uh, a very infamous past track record as well, as far as that goes. So Trent was bound to get some wins. I don't think either of us see him getting more than four
1: or five, but one of them was last week. You know, as we mentioned in the preview, though, with Devontae Adams and Kirk Cousins, he's going to be in a lot of games, because, if, especially if they have some blowout games here. Now, with... Jacoby Myers coming back, maybe Devonta Adams has a little less target share coming around, you know, coming to him because Jacoby was a was a monster in week one. I don't expect Jacoby to do that every week by any means whatsoever, but could take a few targets away from him. And and, but we'll have to see, man. But you know, if that was our game of the week, right? Then our definitely our uh, I don't know what our barf of the week has to be. Kevin versus uh, Graw, eighty five eighty, um, just a bad game overall. I mean, just was not. It was ugly, you know, for both sides, you know, and and Graw, I'm really, I'm expecting Graw to start putting up, you know, I picked him to be a Final Four team, 105, 110, I'm I'm expecting minimum 105 a game, I'm expecting one, you know, upwards of 115, 120, to be quite honest with you, because he's got Kelsey, he's got Olave, he's got Ridley, he's got Trevor Lawrence, but all these guys just had bad games pretty much at one time. Kelsey only had 12.6 points. Uh only four catches, twenty six yards. Luckily got a t- got got a touchdown that would have that bailed him out. But Ridley with five, a little over five, Trevor Lawrence with six. Just a bad just an ugly game. I mean, really just an ugly game, you know. And um Kevin, you know, <clears throat> Kevin beat me with eighty four points and he almost beat Gra with eighty one. So uh good for Kevin, I guess. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, just, you're walking just, the tightrope uh, with
0: those point totals. You're not supposed to get yeah. two wins in
1: a <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> he's one and one. But had Josh Allen not just completely shit the bed, he could easily, easily be zero and two right now, and really looking, really being, really up against it. So uh, this has to be my my barf of the week, I guess. If that if that's the segment, we're going to call it. Uh, just not a good game from by any means whatsoever. You and know, by uh, by
0: week one standards, that was a shootout, eighty five to eighty one. We well, remember, half the teams were under eighty five points
1: in week you one. You know, I did so. So I have this
0: GFO didn't look so there. bad to me in week two. You're right. In a normal week, it would look bad, but after week one, it didn't look so
1: bad. <laughs> you know, I have the GFO weekly stats of every every score that we've had to to see how our how our scores are going. Uh, week one was the lowest scoring. Um, I'm not sure about the lowest scoring ever, but the lowest scoring week one for sure. I'm not sure about every week, but uh, definitely the lowest scoring week one of all time. The teams only. I think I might have mentioned this in the podcast last time we talked about it, but. Uh, average weekly score of ninety point two six. That's terrible. That's 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 really really bad. When you compare it to last season, 98.88. 2021, one, hundred and five point two three is the average. You know, average score. Uh, having it drop down almost fifteen points from two years ago is pretty uh, is pretty rough, man. To be honest with you. But that being said, we did go ahead and recover this past week because we're averaging one hundred and three point seventy eight points um, throughout the league this uh, this past week and. To be fair, we had nine teams score over hundred points last week, which that's coming close to a record. To be honest with you, you know that's 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 uh, that's a that's a good week from a lot of different people, you know. And um, long you know, so, average
0: is mad had to equal out after week one.
1: You know, I texted Joe because my team has been such a such an example of how just futility, just terrible, right? My managing over the last year and a half. So my week this past week, I scored one hundred twenty six, a little over one hundred twenty six points. That's my highest point total since week seven of twenty twenty one. That's how wow. bad. That, that's how bad that was. Welcome
0: so, back to GFL Relevancy, Matt. I get so, here. Man.
1: It doesn't make me want to puke anymore. Okay, that's for damn sure. Right? Wow. It doesn't make
0: me. Want to puke anymore, okay? Not with that vom. That with that vomit. There's definitely not vomit on your team. No,
1: you know I, we can talk about the game for a little bit too. You know, um, feel bad for Nick. I mean, he's running into the. Commission juggernauts, basically, over the last two weeks. So I feel bad for Nick.
0: Yeah, maybe we will be this year instead of patsies like we were <laughs> last year. One thing I, we didn't mention about uh, uh, Trent's game, I just wanted to harken back to it just for a second, that Kurt's really been leaning on that Dallas defense. He scored 109 points, had two good weeks, averaging over 100 points between the first two weeks, but mainly because of, da- of the Dallas defense. And now mm-hmm. they're without uh, Diggs for a while. They're great cornerbacks, So we'll see that, how that affects uh, Kurt, who was one of my playoff teams I picked moving forward. He also doesn't have Saquon Barkley. Uh, this week or probably won't have Saquon Barkley. Oh, he's out. He's not going to have Saquon this week either. So nah, for a few weeks. We'll see if, if Kirk can really keep it afloat. It would have been nice for him to get that win against Trent, but he didn't.
1: <clears throat> well, you know what's interesting is that I remember. Look, I, I remember when I was in uh, I had the Patriots twenty, uh, and they were the number one team in all of fantasy because they were averaging some crazy amount of points. You know, so your defense can really build out. You know, and and, and there's still a player in your team. Now it's not it's, it's not a position that you would think is a high value position, but it's certainly a valuable position, right? So Mm -hmm. if he can find really good defense, uh, as I've kind of noted a few times, that the top defenses of the league are probably going to average on 15 and a half points a game throughout the course of the season. And that's going to, I mean, if you really think about it, what other positions really average 15 and a half points a game outside the top three rounds? You're not going to see any teams. So if you're going to get defense, you're getting like, in our league, I'm not saying in 12 team leagues, but in our league, which is 18, you're looking at a third or fourth round value with a with if you if you draft the top defense in the league, you know it's really interesting how that works.
0: Yeah, man. And the answer for uh, how many of our players last year averaged 15 points a game would probably be zero. So if you can get oh that out God. of your
1: defense, that's good.
0: Do you remember I mean, that's who amazing you're? Amazing
1: to me. Do you just remember just who your roster? Where we've the- been coming from. I don't even remember who my initial roster was because I started making trades after week two. You know your team sucks when you've made four trades and it hasn't even been—you didn't even get to week five yet. Okay, that's—that's that's, you know your team sucks. Okay, I mean it was just oh, pathetic. But oh man, um,
0: and we talked about—I mean, there's no league winners that have taken that approach and, and had that happen. That's really
1: definitely crazy. not. But you know, uh, not not too much of a surprise. Actually, a little bit of surprise here. Uh big Steve with the uh the high score of the week 134.28 and a uh, big big time win over Josh uh last week. So of course he's gonna have Mahomes but, uh, you know Mahomes didn't have a great game at twenty points, which is you know, Mahomes, I mean, you know he can blow up for 40 points whenever he wants to. You know, vermouth only had uh one point two points, but Pittsburgh's defense with thirty seven and a half I mean, geez, 37 and a half points. Pittsburgh's defense, DK or excuse me, Brian Robinson. Very uncharacteristic game of twenty eight point nine points. So, uh, big time win for Steve. Do you think Steve's going to be? Is this a is this a sign of things to come for Steve, or just kind of one of those weeks for him? What yeah, do you think? I don't know
0: if you did. I know uh, I predicted him for the playoffs. So this could be kind of one of those auto draft juggernauts because. Brian Robinson, for the second week in a row, was involved in the passing game also, and so he's running the ball well, too. And so, uh, Steve really has firepower across the board here with Mahomes, and uh, you know, you talk about the Pittsburgh defense, always a good defense, always get lots of sacks, but really just, uh, for the last couple of years, hasn't been causing a lot of other things. So, for them to get 37 points, uh, (laughs) I talk about the do theory, never live off the do theory, but... They were kind of due for that, and we'll see if they can kind of sustain that moving forward. They're a good enough defense; they might be able to. But normally, and Steve usually goes early on defenses and kickers. I think Tucker was a keeper. His the the Baltimore was a keeper for him. I think he probably went fairly fairly early on Pittsburgh too. Mm-hmm. I do like them as an overall defense question. The fantasy value, but man, after week two, we'll see if they can sustain this. So it should be. I see Steve as a uh, playoff team.
1: I mean, what, what's up? With, what do you think about Ruggles? I mean, he finally drafted his own team this year. Okay. Seems like he's kind of going down the same path. Uh, it's kind of funny if, if you look at his team, his auto draft team and his real team look eerily similar. You know what I mean? Like they don't look too yeah. different. You know, it's yeah. kind of funny how that works out. But um, you know, it is Debo? I think Debo to be valuable needs, uh, I kind of needs Ayak and Kittle. Not not, well not, not Kittle, but Ayak like to kind of not be around, basically, right? And. Um, Justin Fields has looked terrible for the first couple of weeks. So, uh, what's up with, what's up with Ruggles squad? That's all I can basically ask. It's funny. Cause
0: I haven't thought about it too consciously, but you talk about how similar was the auto draft team. And yeah, I think it was a small step above actually his auto draft. Yeah. I thought I, Matt, I've, I've been thinking the same thing the last few weeks. And so it's funny you bring it up. We just read each other on that. Uh, I picked him as a, as a, as a playoff team. Um, he's 0-2. Uh, where's he having problems right now? Well, Eckler was injured last week and Kelly, uh, the backup running back wasn't catching the ball. So a huge yeah. drop off there. Uh, Pierce, has, Damian Pierce for the Texans hasn't had an offensive line basically in the first couple of weeks and then field sure. has been struggling. So, you know, there's not much margin for error in the GFL. You have an injury or two, or these kind of things happen. Um, you know, Debo has actually been, the uh, first two weeks kind of, uh, I, guess he's, I don't know if he's playing this week. It looks like it's questionable. but uh, he, already, no,
1: he already played. They played the other night.
0: Oh, last. that's right. So, I mean, for the first three weeks, Matt, he's averaging 20 points a game. So it looks like we had that debate before the season. He's, he's going to be the uh, the good Debo this year. But is, is Ruggles going to be able to get enough filled around that? Can Fields, at least fantasy-wise, be relevant enough to average close to 20 points a game, too? Uh, so there's a count- I, I there's- don't know. I picked him as a playoff team, and it's going to it's going
1: to be tough now. Debo needs an asterisk next to his name, and here's the reason why I say that, is because, let me get back to this real quick. So Brandon Ayek dropped out, so Debo had 11 points in the first first game, right? Not Nothing special, nothing spectacular, anything like that. Ayik gets injured game two, okay? He doesn't, uh, uh, basically he sits out, I think maybe injured in the first quarter, didn't come back in the game, so all of a sudden Debo goes nuts, okay? Ayik uh, doesn't play the other night, Debo goes nuts, okay? So, it goes right in line with what i was saying pre-season the fact that when ayek plays okay debo is a mid mid-round mid-range receiver he's nothing special when ayek doesn't play well of course debo's going to go ahead and do his thing so um it, it, it's it you know it might be the good debo but it's only basically right now if ayek doesn't play you know so it's uh we'll have to see how it goes throughout the rest of the season but if he gets the Debo from, what is it, two years ago? Is that what it was? Yep. Two years ago? Yeah, it was two years ago. Then that's then that's going to be awesome for him, especially if you get Eckler on top of that. Um, now you've got something you can really work with, you know? And, I mean, Justin Fields talked a big game this past week in terms of, I'm just going to go out and play how I know how to play and blah, blah, blah. So we'll see if he actually does any of that because if he comes out and gets his ass kicked against the Chiefs, then um, who knows how this guy's going to be anymore after that, you know? But, um,
0: it's been great for fantasy and just not good in real life. So.
1: Really not, really not. But Gar, how do you, Gar, you're for the first time in a long time the commish, well, the, the founder, excuse me, not the commish, but the founder. The the OG the og sitting atop the gfl okay after two weeks two and a half and that gar- hasn't
0: happened probably since like 2017 or something Oh, it's I mean, been, it's a, been while. a long it's time while. how are you feeling
1: man how do you feel right now
0: oh man i mean you know as we talked before the show life's pretty good right now and so i feel great about this i feel great about this fantasy team uh again it's all about health right so yeah. um I mean, looking at my bench now, I feel like I can maybe sustain some stuff. But, you know, Christian Watson hasn't played yet this year. I don't think he's playing this week. But overall, I mean, Michael Thomas has stayed healthy. He's been, I mean, he's not top end Michael Thomas, but he's definitely returning fifth round or better value. Tyreek's been great. And uh, everyone's really been playing uh, pretty well across the board. I really haven't gotten anything out of my tight end position. But other than that, Matt, a lot of firepower on this team with uh, Mm -hmm. Lamar, James Cook, Tyreek Hill. Uh, Stevenson uh, Watson Thomas I mean that's gonna those guys stay healthy uh, I should certainly I would think uh, make the playoffs and I'm happy to see you know Cook was a late fourth round pick Um, Buffalo was ahead a lot last week so they gave other running backs the ball Damian Harris got a touchdown Cook is not the goal line back he is going to play inside the 10 I saw him in there like around the six seven yard line so he's going to get some touchdown he hasn't yet but uh, it looks like he's going to get 15 to 20 touches a game and uh, Cook, I believe, is Dalvin's uh, cousin, and uh, he's kind of like the younger, uh, smaller—you know, just as explosive version as Dalvin. So in that offense, I'm really high on that, and I think Stevenson. Also for New England, he has a tough matchup against the Jets this week. But they stay committed to him last week. He had a great fourth quarter. So even though those yards per carry have been terrible. I don't think Elliott's going to do much to take away his work. So I, I'm predicting Stevenson, he stays healthy by week six or seven. He's really going to start hitting his stride like he did last year. So my team's sitting in good position here.
1: So you know what's interesting about your squad is your squad actually now has kind of become a little bit of what I – We'll try to model my team off of a little bit and on twelve team league. I just wanted right? to make you proud, Matt. That's it. Dude, no, I know because what I did on a twelve team league, and I'm just crushing it right now on this in this league, is got a big time quarterback. My receivers are, are incredibly solid. It's CeeDee Lamb, Keenan Allen, and Stephon Diggs. So I was able to get those three receivers as twelve team league. But it's kind of the zero it's kinda of like the zero R B strategy essentially is where you don't go for a big-time RB, you're running back, right? You don't go for the Ecklers, the Chubs, the Saquons of the world. What you do is you go, you stack your receivers, and then you get very fantasy-relevant receivers like a Jamar Gibbs, uh, Ramondre Stevenson. Um, James, James Cook, yeah. Guys like that, right? And then these are, you know, Richard White, guys that are going to get you probably 10 to 15 points a game weekly, right? Maybe the occasional blow-up week where they get 22, 23 points, something like that, but you're looking at 10 to 15 points a week weekly, your receiver's going to do a lot, a lot of the carrying, a lot of the load, and so is your quarterback, right? And that's that's been a, I mean, uh, the honestly, I'm seeing a lot of success with that strategy. And you had a big benefit by having Christian Watson, so you didn't have to worry about drafting a. A uh, big time receiver, or you know, I think Watson probably would have been what a third or fourth round pick this year, you he think? would have, or,
0: and yeah, so it gave me the luxury to draft Lamar, who right, exactly. last week, which was nice after a really bad week one, exactly.
1: So, I, I think you know, the way the, the makeup of your squad is good now, uh, of course, you know, it's kind of hypocritical that I'm saying that your depth is a concern because I don't give a shit about depth, but it is a concern. One injury um to a big time player, and you're going to be in some problems, but. Right now, that hasn't happened. I hope it doesn't happen for you, you know, and uh, hopefully you continue to sit up top uh, for a little while longer until you and I play each other, and hopefully that's a a big time matchup whenever that comes around. I wish you.
0: the same thing for you, Matt. But oh wait, you've already had the big time injury, so we got to get into that
1: too. Oh man, yeah. So uh, guard, you can you can you can go ahead and get after this one, man. I, I, that's too painful for me to talk about right now.
0: He's <laughs> <laughs> being up. A- PTSD on uh, losing his first round pick and uh, yeah. man, I mean I know it happened to you a few years ago with uh, Derek Henry losing <laughs> losing him I mean, I, it, to me I don't know, if it, and you can speak to it with has it happened to you with a wide receiver before? Because I mean, I just think we're Last so much year. more at risk with running backs, so I know it happens to wide receivers.
1: So it's happened to me this is the f- uh, potentially fourth year running, I think um, no, and actually no, this is four out of five years, so 2019 Tyreek Hill, uh, I think he broke his collarbone. He's out eight weeks. Luckily, my team was able to kind of come through with it. Twenty twenty, I don't remember what happened. I think it was uh, whatever. Twenty twenty one, I had a unbelievable team. Derrick Henry uh, busts up his foot, doesn't come back. Kyler Murray basically gets benched the rest of the season or gets shut down. Uh, last year, Keenan Allen was out 10 11 weeks, and that really hurt me a lot. So. Um, I'm just getting the injury bug right now, man. That's all I can really say. You really have.
0: I mean, you have Deontay's on IR too. We know about hmm. Chubb. And so you've definitely been uh, snake bitten. But the good thing for Matt is he drafted a really good team, you know. He kind of avoided the tight end position, but really with Granson and Conklin, I mean, you're going to get five to eight points a week at least. That's really all you kind of need. So I'm not really too concerned yes. about your tight end position. It's just going to do what it's going to do. It's not going to make or break your team because you've got guys who are going to score. I thought you should have played Granson last week. He got the touchdown. Not much else, but he was the play. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, it didn't affect you obviously. Now Matt's got a little ace in the hole here in Kyron Williams. And Matt and I talked about Kyron Williams maybe even before he did research on him before the draft, and um, he was kind of billed as a James White type of really good receiving threat. I saw him in Week One in the first quarter, wasn't a huge catch, but he caught it, stumbled, and got up so quickly, a guy right next to him couldn't touch him, and he got ten extra yards. I mean, really good <laughs> receiving guy, and now he's got to take more of the lion's share of the uh, running work too. He's able to, I think, to handle fourteen carries around that last week. So I don't think the drop-off is going to be too, too prodigious between Chubb and Kyron just off of what I've read and the little I've seen of them and just how he's performed the last couple of weeks. And so Matt has great depth. Uh, Puka is going to be a factor when Coop come, Cup comes back. And he's averaging like 18 targets a game. Uh, Drake oh, yeah. London came back nicely last week. Zay Flowers looks like he's going to be very legitimate. He's got Josh Allen. So he's got Rashad White on the bench and Rashad White was really solid last week. So Matt's got a really good team. Uh, even not having Chubb. So I still expect you to uh, make the playoffs, Matt. I think you should still be very optimistic.
1: So last week, you know, first week one, I only had, I had a terrible week, obviously. I was a little concerned, but last week I was looking at my squad and seeing how they're doing and seeing everything. I really thought that it was kind of like a changing the tide. Hey, maybe I can make a little bit of a run this year. Uh, Having Nick Chubb, obviously, you know, when you bank, when you kind of mold your team off of quarterback and a big time running back, you know, and you lose one of those, that certainly hurts you. And to be fair, I was really going to use Chubb as trade bait. I was going to trade him for somebody, you know. That's I was going to use Kyron Williams, and I was going to trade Nick Chubb, and maybe upgrade my tight end position, maybe upgrade a big time wide receiver, or, uh, something like that. But didn't work out. It's okay. It's no problem. But um, should be, you know. Look, I think my team is good. As I told you, I don't know if I'll make the playoffs or not. Uh, I don't think I'll be as bad as last year. In case that's a win, <laughs>
0: you're already <laughs> almost better with one win.
1: No, I know, right? So it's um, you know, but. Overall, um, good week for me last week. I was very excited. You know, Puka uh, is, I mean, the story of the NFL right now, not just fantasy football, but the NFL. I mean, the, this guy came out of nowhere, you know, To and he's hes seeing Cooper Cup-level volume. He's averaging 18 targets a game. You don't get that, you know. And um, and this guy, for me, was a 15th-round pick. So uh, Kyron Williams, 14th-round pick. So, I've, you know, provided both stay healthy and both stay, you know, uh, serviceable, I've got two a minimum of two guys that I can look at for keepers next year which I'm excited about you know, oh really man awesome. I
0: mean these guys are performing like second or third round picks Matt so it's very yeah. rare to get two back to back picks that late <laughs> and again I think uh, we should get You, Matt's doing a lot of great research I'm not going to go through a lot of it today but we got to get Garlias on 15th and 14th round picks and how they've done. And I know Matt's kind of starting to work on that. So that's, yeah. that's, that's the come. And I, I look forward as, as Puka continues to do so well, see where he ranks. It seems like he'll probably be the best 15th round pick ever, but we'll see.
1: It's possible. I got to look and see who it is. Yeah, you guys uh, moving forward, uh, probably in a few weeks, I'll start doing this. Uh, you know, I got some research I'm doing actually right now. Uh, we're going to go over week by week. Um, uh, best keeper picks pretty much of all time per round, you know? So we'll look at round nine keeper picks over the last, uh, what, 11 years that we've been in the GFL, mm-hmm. uh, round 10, round 11, 12, et cetera. So, um, you know, I'm excited to kind of go over it. Of course, I think Patrick Mahomes was a 10th round or 11th round pick when Lane won the whole thing. So that's going to be an easy one right there. But we can still talk about some of the other guys and, you know, kind of make their cases and things like that. But uh should be a lot of fun uh, moving forward for, uh, for that. Because usually, you know, Garn and I usually have kind of a running bit Uh, for the whole season. Last year was, uh, it just kind of fell in our laps was the whole Fantasy Pros thing last year with Janowski. It was just a lot, just kind of make fun of him, you know, just just for fun, you know, and um, that kind of worked out well for us. And then we did the Tournament of Champions last year, which was a lot of fun to go over because basically Gar and I had no content because our teams were so bad we had to kind of figure out something to talk about. So we had,
0: we had to mock Janowski all year. So uh, how we mocked him for the listening, all the new, you know, four or five new unique listeners, is uh, <laughs> Fantasy Pros is a great fantasy service. They have a lot of free content. And so yeah. uh, Janowski pays for... Uh, uh, pay content which can really help him during the draft and stuff and so he was no i mean he doesn't <laughs> he wasn't hiding it either and so we gave him a lot of grief last year matt gave him a lot of grief and uh god man way seem to take it personal about him uh using using uh something besides his own brain to kind of uh, help craft his draft so yeah, uh, uh, no, he... we, yeah but janowski also is a very good manager one of the best we have and so it was just kind of a good running bid and uh it was just kind of cool to you know and funny i think for everyone including me to see matt's uh, yes. uh not so hidden vitriol sometimes times about that so that and, was the,
1: that was one of our bits last year and it was one of my favorite podcasts and it's in when, our intro we talk about
0: from podcast to fantasy pros yeah we're referring to that
1: <laughs> and when it was also one of my favorite um favorite podcasts last year when he was able to come on he was able to just to uh, man hit me with all the different stats. Have how he, aired out, he aired it out, it. man. He aired it out. And he, he, and he did a great job. And, and how fa- bad Matt's team was historically. Oh, his was team so last bad. Year. Hilarious. And to, and to not all of it was true, but you know, it's close enough. It's close enough. So we'll give it to him. But uh to be fair too, he did drop one of the best teams I've ever seen in this league to be, to be quite fair last season. And uh just unfortunate that he had one injury in the semifinals and uh, that screwed him over from winning the championship. So unfortunate, but it is what it is. But, Gar, we're pulling up here on 45 minutes into the podcast right now, so let's do. Let's go ahead and preview this coming week, man. I, w- I do need to give a little quick little plug for the uh, GFC for kicking the shit out of the VFC this past week, seven to two. So we are up. We are up on the season series. I believe we're eleven to foo. I think eleven to seven right now in terms of we're winning those season series. So we're clawing our way back. Into the overall right now, so that's
0: great. And for, and I, I think each week, Matt, just to mention, really, just to again, all these, you know, these twos and twos of new, unique listeners uh, every week. Um, this league is split up into two conferences because we have uh, eighteen teams. Uh, mm-hmm. My original home league, the GFC, which used to be the GFL, uh, the Garland Football Conference, and then we have the VFC, which is housed, housed all my camp friends. And then we're where we put non originals, basically. So they're not all camp related now, but most of them are in the Vista football conference. So it's how uh, we were down Let's see the GFC was down by at least 10 last year after uh, coming into this season after our shellacking last year. So mm-hmm. I'm glad we're getting on better footing, Matt.
1: We well, we are. So right now, the overall seat, the overall career head to head is VFC is up by six, 246, 240. But GFC is winning the, se- the season series so far, 11 to seven. So uh, hopefully we have another couple of uh, big victories kind of. Maybe get this thing tied up. Maybe get maybe take a lead uh, by the end of the, the non-conference. That would be awesome if we can get that taken care of. No,
0: I hope so, too. Matt, why don't we start the uh, preview? We'll see how much time yeah. we have.
1: We know you have hard stop. Let's go over some teams that we
0: haven't gone over and see. And we'll just fill in the rest. If we have time to go over everyone, great. If not, let's at least talk about every team a little bit. Why don't we talk well, talking about my matchup and Wilson's game first, unless you have another idea.
1: No, I really want to look, I, I look at some of the games of the week that I think are going to be big-time games. Um, mm-hmm. um I... I I do think Corey and my game will be a big-time game. We can talk about that here in a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we so, haven't
0: talked about Corey. So, yeah, yeah, whatever you want to talk so about.
1: Let's. Uh, how about, Gar, why don't you go ahead and take that game because I can talk about my team all day long. So why don't you go ahead and uh, um, have a preview of that one. I think I might have a little extra time because my uh, wife and kid aren't home yet. So maybe I can stretch this out a little bit longer. Yeah, right.
0: That would be great. That would be great. Uh, it was good to hear Corey is starting to listen to the podcast. It was yeah. such a pain to have to open your email and you know, we had these audio files you couldn't even listen to in your car. The sound was so dull. So I'm glad Corey's yeah. starting, starting to listen. And uh, um, I guess, do we have to watch our mocking of him and our political correctness? Or seems to, I guess he likes it. And I guess uh, he feels entitled to it. So we'll just keep it going.
1: Look, put it this way, Gar.
0: Genetically, I think he feels entitled to it.
1: We're we're we we're, we're doing the mocking of him. His team name is the Cracker Whackers. Okay, so he's he's throwing it right back at us. All right,
0: he's so <laughs> sure. I don't even know why I was concerned. So his team <laughs> looks really good to start to start the season. And <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, Addison has had let's see if he's had two both good weeks. Yeah, I mean he's had touchdowns the first two weeks. So uh, apparently he can uh, run routes and run on the field as fast as he drives cause he got like, <laughs> he got caught driving 140 miles an hour. So he looks like he's going to be a big factor this year. Yeah. Um, I think Kirk, uh, Christian Kirk had a, he had a rough week one. So what's going to be different about Kirk this year, Matt, I think is with Ridley there some weeks. He's going to do what he did uh, last week, 11 for one ten, And then some weeks mm-hmm. he's going to do what he did in week one. He's not going to be as consistent, but he's still a solid wide receiver too with AJ for Brown. Sure. Hawkinson's one of the better tight ends. Addison. Uh, unfortunately, it looks like Watson is just never going to recover from the 50, uh, known incidents of what he did. Uh, he's just a <laughs> shell of his former self. And so, um, He's, uh, he's averaging, what, 15 points a game, and it just doesn't look good out there for him. So uh, that's not going to take him to the next level. Hopefully, Watson can at least be serviceable. San Fran defense is really good. So uh, Corey definitely looks like a, a potential playoff team here, even though at, at running back, he's going with uh, uh, A.J. Dillon this week. He's got mixed. I mean, he's got a little there. And It looks like Dillon will be a little bit more involved than I thought he was going to be. So overall, he's going to be. it looks like he's going to be a threat this year. And he would have last year if he hadn't gotten beset by injuries, too. He had a great start yeah, I- last
1: year. I'm looking at Corey's squad, and you know Corey and I talk every day. I mean, this—we talk about lifting, and we talk about Astros. Corey's one of my best friends, all right, and so he and I talk all the time. And there's somebody
0: know, else, Matt. I, yes, I, no, I avoid sorry, you God. for five days because what you did for me, you did to me on Monday, and you're already right, talking yeah. to other yeah. dudes.
1: It is what it is, man. Sorry, Gar, you have to share every once in a while, all right? <laughs> but, uh, no, you know it, um. I talked to Corey because Corey's draft strategy is unlike anybody else's in this league, right? It's it's, it's completely random. It's com- it's not random at all. And actually, what Corey tries to do is he wants to try to get someone in the top ten of their position in each position, and then he'll fill in the rest, right? That's kind of what he ends up doing. And at first, I didn't really think it was a great draft, but you know, he's got AJ Brown. Hawkinson is. I mean, if you get a tight end that's actually halfway decent, that can be m- massive for your team. You really can, you know, and. Um, I really like Jordan Addison in the draft. I was really hoping to draft him. He just went a little bit earlier than what I was hoping to, within what I was willing to draft him at, you know. And uh, he had a great. Honestly, even though Deshaun Watson's not looking great out there, he's still. I mean, he's still averaging fifteen and a half points a game as a round nine uh, keeper. That's you'll take that. I mean, you you will take that. Serviceable.
0: It's just not what you would hope.
1: No, but I mean, if his. You know, if his floor is 12 points, 10 points, you know, some people, some quarterbacks floors too, you know, so he'll, he'll take that, you know? So it's, it's one of those where, and he's got the San Fran defense who is going to blow up here at any minute, you know, with, with, with some of these games, they're going to see 30 points out of him. So yeah, Corey seems good, man. It's a, it's actually a good team. And if he stays reasonably free of injuries, I think he'll probably end up playing Mixon. I think he'll end up dropping um, Dylan to the bench. I think he's going to play Mixon after all. So, um, his bench isn't great, but it doesn't need to be if his guys stay healthy. So uh yeah, I got I got a game on my hands this week, no doubt. No no sure. question. And
0: I Aaron Jones, I was reading uh because I have Watson, so I'm wondering it looks like Jones and Watson could probably play to practice a little last week with practices. Yeah. They are extra cautious, so there's a good chance they'll they'll keep Jones out. And if that's the case, then he should immediately pivot to uh, if he's out, then they should go with Dylan. Uh he can go with Dylan. I'm not saying he should, he can. Uh now if Jones is playing, I'm sure he'll go with Mixon.
1: For sure. Um, I think we gotta move to. Uh, honestly, I don't think we can get away with this podcast without talking about a rematch of last year's championship game. We got Jay versus Lane uh, this week, so uh,
0: Markey, we haven't talked about either of them.
1: Today. Yeah, I think we definitely got to go over this one. It's a rematch of last year's championship game. Uh, both teams starting off, actually, I think heading into week two, they were both they were actually number one and two, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, now they've taken a little bit of hit since both lost last week. So uh, let's see here. Uh, jay's number six uh right, number six in the league lane's number eight uh let's ha- i want to see something here real quick because these guys are i mean we're talking potential i know jay's a gfl original uh is lane is lane of gfl he's not a gfl he's a original.
0: vfc original and you know when we started uh with lane cause lane is the younger brother of brent sax is no that no longer in the league i mean Le- lane was probably 14 years old when he started with us so he's a oh, original wow. okay. from the vfc for sure
1: Okay, and it's funny because they've only played each other a few times apart from last year's championship, so uh, Jays 1-2 and two against Lane uh, all time, so uh, definitely a rematch of last year's championship game. Definitely looking forward to because they both have really good teams, actually. Uh, I was really surprised, actually. I know that Daniel Jones had a horrible game in Week 1, right? I was really surprised that Lane did not start Daniel Jones against Arizona because uh, I think he would have beat you if he had played him, uh, but he went with Mac Jones instead, which was... Uh, sure. I mean, whatever, you know, I guess. But um, that was really surprising for me. Bo- but both teams looking pretty good. Um, Lane seems not as scary as it was with Garrett Wilson because Aaron Rodgers is no longer playing. Now you have Zach Wilson playing, who is basically kryptonite for any wide receiver. It's the worst thing you could possibly and ever And you would have. think
0: with their relations, Zach Wilson and Garrett Wilson being extra distant cousins, they would have more of a rapport. <laughs> but two catches on eight <laughs> targets last week. Luckily, one of them was a big touchdown, but. Uh, you would have thought through the years, just at family gatherings or whatever, family reunions, they would have had more of a rapport than, than this. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's definitely not Aaron Rodgers throwing in the football.
1: No, it's not, you know, and... Um... Uh, you know, Goddard hasn't looked great the first couple of weeks. You know, I think they're getting him more involved in the offense, but really hasn't. He had the high team high in targets last week, but it was only for like 22 yards, so it really wasn't anything spectacular. And not to say that Jay's tight ends are anything great either with Smythe. I didn't even know this guy was in the league until this year, to be honest with you. But um, Jay's receivers – I mean, Justin Jefferson is just a dude. I mean, he's just he's just a dude. Yeah, the guy's awesome, you know. And,
0: and we say dude, not a Joe or
1: John, like a real dude. No, he's a real dude, like an actual dude, dude. You know, and um, you know, if you got Jefferson and Herbert uh, on the same, you know, in the same squad, you're going to be in most of these games. And uh, Jay and Lane's even going big time with he's starting Gardner Minshew this week too, as of right now. So. Um, I mean, if it's if it's me predicting this game, I think Jay's going to win this one pretty handily. But um, I guess there's always room for a surprise.
0: Absolutely, uh, with Lane, you're you're right. I mean, not playing, it's kind of like uh, you get you, we can have uh, recency bias, and so uh, Daniel Jones was just so bad in Week One uh, yeah. that even though it was an obvious matchup on paper uh, to play Daniel Jones in Week Two. Uh, what happens is when you have all these kind of mid-tier, let's call them very mediocre, and that may be a nice quarterback Daniel Jones, Mac Jones, and now Gardner Minshew. It really makes the decision uh, extra agonizing uh, each week for Lane. Uh, yeah. And so uh, you know, uh, this week uh, you know Zach Moss did, did great. I mean, he has him as running back. Uh, but let's say Aaron Jones is not is not playing this week. I mean, who's he playing? He's got to go with. Elijah Moore at Flex. I mean that's yeah. that is not that's not what you want. Uh, no, it's by by anyway, but anyway shape or form. So um, but yes, I mean, Lane if he would have uh, played he was playing me last week. So if he would have played Daniel Jones, he would have beat me by 3 points.
1: Oh wow. Okay. No, so
0: you're absolutely right about. It. You're absolutely right about that. So that's a yeah. loss that Lane that's a managerial decision that's cost lane one victory. So we should kind of keep track of that. Um, you hope each year to get by with that, not happening Matt. And some, yeah. you know, a lot of years, it doesn't, if you have any more than one, uh, that's not good for you. Uh, no. one is understandable. And that happens is maybe half the time. Right. So we can excuse lane for that, but let's watch him, uh, moving forward. Cause we know he's a better manager than that.
1: So yeah, I was really surprised because, you know, Mac Jones is never going to really provide, uh, not, I can't say never, but I, I can't Mac Jones. I can't see putting up more than eighteen points as like a max. You know what I mean? Maybe a couple of games he's had twenties or whatever it is. But you know, when you're going against Arizona, who's supposed to be as bad as you can be, and, and they're actually sh- they're actually showing some fight to him. So good. For I mean, them. they could have won each game. They could have been. They could be two and yeah. up. They could be. You know, but uh, you know, Daniel Jones. You know, coming back and having, I think, thirty plus. Probably I, I can't remember what he had last week, but I know I had him in my other league and I played him, and he he got me close to. He got me. I think he got me a win in that league, but. You know, you have to figure it's it's a matchup kind of situation, right? And I was taking I would have taken the matchup against Arizona all day is what I would have done. So I was really surprised to see him. Uh, you know, when I was checking your scores, and I and I didn't even realize that he hadn't played uh, Daniel Jones. And I was like, and I was just watching, um, I was watching uh, the Giants come back, and I was like, Ooh, Gar's in for it right now. And I'm checking the scores, and I'm like. Wait, why isn't guard getting his ass kicked right now? And I and I couldn't believe that he was on the bench. You know, it was really twenty nine point
0: nine three points. And sometimes again, you got to get lucky to be too good. So maybe it, it will be my year, to at least make the playoffs. Because you're right, won, should not have won last week.
1: Probably yeah, definitely not. But hey, you know you did. And sometimes you just need it to work out in your favor. But uh, let's look at a game that you know I've I've chosen two. Why don't you go ahead and choose one that's not your own game? Let's go with that one. Okay. Yeah, I do want
0: to talk about Wilson because his team's yeah. looking maybe better than you thought it took. I do want to talk about him. But
1: um... why don't you take the next? Why don't you take the next two? Why don't you take your game and then and talk about Wilson and then we'll go another one on top of that. You yeah, I've that? been
0: really looking at Wilson's team this week because I'm playing him. So George Kittle got a good game uh last week uh excuse me a couple days ago. And so Matt, I think this is kind of like your Debo thing. Kittle having these good games that when when there's a piece out, that that bodes well for Kittle. And mm-hmm. so he had 16 points last week. He had five and six the previous two weeks when everyone was healthy. So we are yeah. seeing a trend there. Let's pay attention to that as the season goes by. For sure. Um and so Kenneth Walker, this is interesting. So he started he's caught the ball a little bit the first couple of weeks. Uh, and he's also getting the bulk of the carries. So that's nice having Kenneth Walker. B. John Robinson's yep. been outstanding. You've counted him for almost seven to 10 receiving points a game. Uh, and so he's got Amari Cooper and Gabe Davis. So he's really weak at wide receiver. Uh, but it's probably enough to get by. start had a good start to the season, too. So I like Wilson's team. I'm going to have my hands totally full this week. And so I gave Wilson a pretty decent preview. Didn't pick him for the playoffs. So he may uh, kind of surpass uh, some of our expectations this year.
1: I didn't like Mike's team to start off with. I was very vocal about that. I didn't. I, I, I was very um, outspoken about how I didn't understand his draft at all in terms of what he did and why he did it. Uh, Bijan Robinson. Has been as advertised, so that's or Better, maybe. I mean, really good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's looking like Saquon when Saquon was a rookie. He's looking like that right now, and he's also in an offense that's going to cater to the run a lot too. So, uh, he's also got a great matchup this week against Detroit because they're going to have to put up points. In both teams are going to put up points on that one. So, uh, Kittle, as we said, yes, it's a, it's a lot it heavily dependent upon Ayuk being out. Uh Ken Walker was supposed to, as we uh, Ken Walker was supposed to only get about 15, 16 touches a game. And he's been very efficient, you know, uh in terms of getting, I think he's got uh let me see here. He had two touchdowns last week. I mean he's you know, 17 carries for 43 yards isn't great, but when you get two touchdowns on top of it, then that's great, you know? And um, you know, so we'll have to see how it goes. I don't, you know, the problem I have with his receivers is they're so hit or miss, right? Gabe Davis is the epitome of inconsistency. One week he'll score 30 and then four weeks in a row, he'll score three, you know, and that just drives you nuts because every year it's supposed to be the Gabe Davis breakout show every single year. And it, um, is it this year? I, I don't know, but so far first week, five points, second week, 21 points. So it looks like more of the same, you know, and that's the, that's the annoying part about it. But, Dak started off really well, hasn't really gone up against too many great teams yet. But Arizona, he'll crush them. Uh, then he starts to go up against New England and San Fran, who've got better defenses, you know. So we'll see how that goes as well, you know. But overall, Mike's team is better than what I gave them credit for. That's for sure. Okay, uh, is it something that I think is going to be playoff bound or playoff worthy as the future goes? I think with his receivers, no, because I find I find that these running backs might end up getting hurt over the course of the season. That's just what I find. But, um, you know, we'll see. But you Yeah, know, you, I'm, I'm bullish
0: on him now. So we'll see how it plays out in de- the next few weeks here. You sure.
1: definitely have your hands full this week. I still oh, think yeah, you...
0: I'm going to have to score some points. who's predicting 210. It should go over that.
1: Yeah, you're, you're going to need to put some points on the board this week for sure. I think you've got matchups to go ahead and do so. But he's also got matchups to do the same as well. So it should be a good game. I, I'm, I'm excited because uh, this is an old school matchup too. I mean, this is a... I mean, you and him have gone head to head. This is yeah, what's this our what's our career.
0: Up. Matt keeps uh, the historical records that uh, go across leagues from our Vista Football League and our GFL. Yep. So our our matchups are what we've had total between both leagues uh, playing each what what's it at? Yeah, this it? is
1: regular season matchup twenty-seven. You are eleven
0: and fifteen
1: against Wilson. So yeah, which had... is not
0: bad. I mean, he's been one of our better managers, so that's that's pretty close. <laughs> close enough for fair, me. Fair.
1: So Which one do you want to look at next, Gar?
0: Okay. What do we got next? Who haven't we talked about? We talked about Kerr. We talked about Jay. Uh, We haven't talked that much about uh, uh, Janowski. Why don't we talk about him against Steve? you want to do that or you want me to? Do
1: do we have to talk about Janowski? He's already egotistical enough. We got to talk about him? (laughs) He's one of our best listeners. No. We
0: we should. No, Um, No,
1: I'm a big-time fan of both of these guys. Um, Why don't you take it, Gar, and I'll just kind of piggyback off of what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. so, uh,
0: with Chubb going out, of course, and Brian always loves rubbing salt in Matt's wounds. He he could have been worse, Matt, because we've all been there. So, he didn't rub it in as much as possible. But he's got, I believe his first name is Jerome Ford, the backup for Chubb. I read about this guy in the preseason. Uh, it sounds like he was kind of ready to emerge as a good backup. Pretty explosive. Great good yeah. receiver, too. So, he could be a monster with that Cleveland offensive line for Janowski moving forward. So, if he ever gets... Jonathan Taylor back to go along with Brees Hall's explosive. I and mean, that's a hell of a running back trifecta. And so Mike Evans had a good year to start. Jamar Chase has been so silent to start the year. Um, yeah. And and with Burrow. So and Burrow may or may not play this week. But overall, I mean, if Brian could hold it together, as, as we talked about, and uh, you had a little bit more faith in him to make the playoffs than I did. I mean, he should be hanging around that. He's just got to kind of get everyone healthy and really going. So should be a great matchup against Steve, who we talked about earlier. He has some great firepower. So one of the best matchups of the week here.
1: It really, it really, on paper, a really good matchup here. I really like it Now, a lot. Burrow
0: doesn't play, and he has to go with Browning, the backup, or someone else. I mean, Steve could romp. So we're saying it's a good matchup. If what we're looking at on paper is the actual team, which, uh, on paper, I'm so old school. If what we're looking at on my computer screen that's radiating <laughs> me right now, and radiating my brain, <laughs> giving me, giving me slow cancer, <laughs> holds. So we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, I, I, you know, Jamar Chase is bound to break out at some point, right? I don't. Oh, he, he's going to, and it's going to be big. I don't. I don't know if it's this week or not because I don't. I don't know, man. I, you know, here's the concerning thing about Burrow, right? He injured the calf in preseason. He injured the calf again after two weeks. Is this going to be lingering all year long? You know, that's the thing. You know, and if that's the case. Um, you know, I was watching, uh, unfortunately I have to admit I was watching ESPN, unfortunately, uh, you know, and like at the I gym with
0: it on silent, like you do at the airport with uh, CNN or you were actually it was, watching it, Matt, and not watching was like an clip. actual game.
1: It was a clip. I didn't actually take my time to watch that crap, but it was a clip that I read and it was about Joe Burrow. So I wanted to hear what they had to say. I didn't realize that Joe Burrow has been the most hit quarterback since he entered the league. I didn't realize that he's been the most hit quarterback since he got in the league. And, I'm not saying that's having a, um, an effect on him, but if the guy gets beat up enough, your body's not going to recover quite as quickly. And, and, you know, these soft tissue injuries, they have a tendency to linger. Hamstrings have definitely a tendency to linger. Uh, with, with the way the quarterback position moves in terms of change of direction and what you have to do, your calves are very active. And if he, I mean, if, if his calf can't hold up, And he's you know one game in, one game out, one game in, three games out, something like that. Jamar chases the value. All of a sudden, isn't quite as great because they don't have, at least to my knowledge, a very good backup that can go ahead and obviously do what Burrow does. You know what I mean? So very interesting to see. This is the dynamic that is going to be Janowski's season, right? How does Burrow hold up? That's what the big thing is. You know, earlier in the season or when we previewed it, I said that Jonathan Taylor could be a league winner for him, and I still stand by that. The only problem that Jonathan Taylor has surgery in the offseason. I don't know if he's really played football at all. I haven't really followed any reports. But the guy has been kind of shelled for a little while. So how in shape is this guy? And when he comes back, does he end injured, you know, or something like that, too, you know? So it's a lot of what-ifs right now about Janowski's team. However, Mike Evans has been unreal. I mean, i got to eat my words on that because Mike Evans is awesome. I mean, he's been He's
0: showing you deserve the contract he didn't get.
1: Oh, I know. Dude, the guy's been awesome. So uh jerome ford definitely was looking at him in the uh, in the draft but he had a pulled hamstring at the time i didn't want to mess with it so um i actually i'm not disappointed i don't have him because i've got my other running backs so i'm fine with that but i think he's a great uh i think he's a great uh handcuff and a great pick uh a great pick that he had and you know nick Chubb 27 28 years old and he's he's got a long recovery back is is Nick Chubb's career done, you know, cause he's an older, he's a, he's an older running back now, you know, is, is his career over, you know, or so is, is this Jerome Ford's time to really be the guy over in Cleveland? And is this turned into a great keeper pick? I, if it is a keeper pick, I, I, I have to imagine it was, but, um, sure. Start. Is, 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 is it a great keeper pick for him uh, next season? And, um, but I, if I'm making a prediction here, I think it's a close game, but, I think uh, I think Mahomes is just going to absolutely destroy Chicago. So I think I'm going to give it to uh, I'm going to give it to Steve on this one. But I think it should be I think could be if Burrow plays, I think it's going to be a close game. If Burrow doesn't play, then I think Janowski's in uh, uh, you know got a, got a long road ahead of him.
0: Yeah. No, I I would pick Steven. There's too many unknowns and that's so interesting about Burrow. I remember the first season, his offensive line was especially dreadful. So I remember him taking the most sacks in the league or closer yeah. to the most sacks. And so you're yeah. right about the accumulation of hits. I mean, everyone everyone, especially in Houston, remembers David Carr. He was the number one pick. I mean, none of us doubted that he was gonna be, especially on the Texans, that he was gonna be one of the best quarterbacks of all time. But the problem was, Matt, he just got sacked so much that it really <laughs> went to his head. So uh, mentally, so clearly, I mean, I think that would have been the case with Carr if he hadn't gotten hit so much. Uh, we'd be talking about him in the Hall of Fame, so the same thing could happen to Burrow
1: for sure. For sure. Well, uh, Gar, let's do one more. And we haven't talked about either one of these teams, and neither one of them are memorable right now, but we haven't talked about them, so we're gonna do it anyway. Um, we got to talk about your brother and Troy, okay, because neither one of these teams have really started off great, um, but. Ryan's team actually was a lot better last week than he was first week. And then obviously you've got Troy, who's somehow always manages to put together some competitive team, even though he had the worst. This is, this has to go down as my, his worst draft or one of the worst drafts I've ever seen from him. Okay. And, um, I just want to see something on the team. Yeah. Go fucking figure. Adam Dillon puts up 20 points last week. Just, just, I mean, it's just because he's on Troy's team. It's the only reason why he did.
0: (laughs) Was he? And I think he played him last week.
1: Yeah, uh, he did. And Troy
0: still lost last week. He won in week one and lost in week two. He
1: did. He did. But uh, your brother's brother's team on paper, well, as we talked about, uh, on the computer screen I'm looking at, or the app, whatever you want to call it, doesn't look terrible. CeeDee Lamb, Tyler Lockett, Najee Harris, Uh, Njoku, Madison is going to struggle a little bit with Cam Akers coming there now. Um, Derek Carr has actually been somewhat serviceable. Um, Miami's defense actually hasn't been that bad. So... On paper, not bad. I don't know why he's not... uh, I I would really heavily consider playing Nico Collins for sure over Madison. That's what I would do. But um, that's just me. But your brother's team on paper, I thought it was terrible when we first drafted. But it's actually not doing too. I mean, first week he was horrible. But second week was actually pretty good. Um, Troy's team, uh, it's just... It seems old. You know what I mean? Adam Thielen, Derrick Henry... Uh, I guess no one else is really old besides that but it just seems old, just but seems
0: old. Those, those two guys alone just I don't think those two guys. in that yeah. <laughs> I guess
1: that's what it is So, uh,
0: well, sorry, Troy has Troy. six kids so we just kind of see him as kind of an older type of guy
1: yeah even though Troy's that's younger it has got to wear he's got to wear you
0: down you man that's got to wear you down more than divorce <laughs>
1: he's, he's younger than you are It's <laughs> a funny I thing know. he's got more grays I think than I do though <laughs> oh, yeah I know but he's he's way more jacked than you are that's for damn sure
0: that's for damn sure um, so, yeah yeah, uh, with, with 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 Troy's team, um, you know Henry and Hertz, as we talked about, uh, start the season. they will keep him some games. I mean, I still see Troy somehow sneaking six or seven wins, and so uh, we're not, not only, we're not changing our stance on him. My brother's team. Maybe he will play Nico this week. If not, I'm sure he will start playing him next week. So to have Lamb, Lockett, and Nico, that's really good for three wide receivers when everyone's healthy and no bye weeks he's yeah. still been getting a bulk of the carries. Though Warren's been getting the Warrens beginning a bulk of the passing work. Uh, the joke he's a decent tight end, Carr's a decent quarterback. So yeah, Ryan should be hanging around, round six to eight wins. I mean, he should. He could be a very competitive uh, team this year. And so for this week, I'll, uh, you know, I'll pick Troy. <laughs> Just yeah, so gonna... I'll pick Troy if Ryan doesn't play Nico. Okay, if Ryan <laughs> plays Nico, I'll go with Ryan.
1: I'm gonna take Troy for the simple reason that Tutu Atwell has actually been great for last. He's averaging 16 points a game. And that really helps. So Derrick Henry, I mean, they don't have an injury designation for him, but he hasn't really been healthy most of the week. But um, with Hurts, uh, he's starting to come around a little bit. Um, I think Atwell's going to probably get himself another 15 points probably, right? Uh, Thielen, if he gets himself another 10, Derrick Henry, etc. cetera. Um, I just like Troy's team a little bit more, even though I think CeeDee Lamb is prime for a monster game against Arizona. I think he could really do some work uh, this week. But, I'm uh, just not convinced on Njoku, Madison, uh, and Najee. I'm just those those three right there. I think it's really going to struggle. And you know how I feel about Tyler Lockett. Some games he's great, and some games he's just not. You know, like first, I mean, and his 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 season has shown that so far. First game, three points. Last week, twenty five point nine. So uh, kind of a Gabe Davis situation, you know, except he's got a lot more uh, credibility than Gabe Davis does.
0: And real quick, Matt, before we go, I want to talk about your brother's team since he's such a big listener too. We talked a little bit about Kevin already. Yeah, um, you know Joe's team. We talked about Pickens. Uh, he's got digs, one wide right receiver. Pickens. Matt gave great stats in the previous show. It doesn't get much separation, but I said, well, maybe he's kind of like DeAndre. He just catches things that come to him. So, uh, you know, he had uh, he's had average nine targets, eight and a half targets a game the first two weeks, and uh, had ten targets last week. Only converted four of those, but for one twenty-seven and a touchdown. So, if you can keep up this kind of volume and at least production, it's not efficient. Uh, that's a nice little wide receiver tandem there. Montgomery's out this week, so Gibbs. I mean, that could be big time for Joe this week. Laporte has been really good as a rookie really tight end. He may end up really. being one of the better uh, rookie tight ends uh, we've seen in quite some quite some time uh mostert i mean that miami offensive line and they're scheming as we we're all kind of in the text sort of about he gets downhill so quickly they do these wide deep runs with mostert and that's just mostert's bread and butter i mean he looks great out there looks very explosive Goff's a good quarterback so we picked joe for the playoffs uh definitely picking him this week and uh he could be a real factor
1: you know and joe and i've been talking about his team the last couple of days you know and He's been kind of, you know, luckily, well, it looks like Waddle's out this week, so he doesn't have that decision to have to make, you know. And, That's
0: right, I don't even see Waddle. I mean, Pickens doesn't even necessarily need to play each week, so he's got a little depth there, too. Yeah,
1: and he's also got Robert Woods, who's been great last, you know, very consistent, not great, but consistent uh, for the yeah, first couple. Yeah, it's a good, good, healthier version of Woods we're seeing the first three yeah. weeks. The only, and, and, and you know, Joe's kind of t- t- was torn earlier about Pickens, and here's my thing about Pickens, right? He had a great game, don't get me wrong. Fantasy-wise, stats-wise, the whole nine had a great game, but... It's very concerning for me when you have ten targets and only four catches. That means your quarterback can't throw you the ball. That's what it means. And he had, and he basically reeled off a majority of his stat on one play. Okay, and that's great. And, and but, but that's like Christian Watson from last year, right? He would have these. He would have four catches for 140 yards and two touchdowns, right? And it's just, it's just that's not sustainable, is what it's not. You know what I mean? So no. that was my concern with with Mostert. He's been awesome, and he crushed me last week in another in another league. But um, I, I do wonder about his durability because he's usually never really finished a full season out, right? So if he can get a full season, then Joe's got himself a really good um, a really good player uh, that that'll definitely get some points for him. So Laporta is great. I th- Jamar Gibbs is—it's concerning about Gibbs because it looks like. You no, know, Gibbs was supposed to be the guy, and they're probably going to work him in as the season goes along, right? But he just looks like a younger version of DeAndre Swift right now in terms of how they're using him. They're not really like Montgomery went out, but they used I think Craig Reynolds might have been his name or something like that. They used him as the main rusher um, after DeAndre, after Montgomery went out. So hopefully Gibbs gets his carries. But if they if, if if Craig Reynolds takes most of the carries, like the goal line carries, the red zone carries this week and Jamar Gibbs is simply just the passing guy, then you traded Swift out and replaced him with another Swift is what you did. So like, it just doesn't make any sense to me how they're using the guy right now because he's a lot more dynamic than what they're giving him credit for. So Joe's got some interesting pieces that are going to come around, right? Like we'll, we'll we'll get more information about Gibbs this week. We'll know whether he's going to be the guy or not within the next couple of weeks, right? We only have uh, to play
0: one running back though. So assuming Mostert stays healthy, he can just – plug in Mostert there and he's got you know he's got the receivers to he can play three receivers so he, he, still, know, he's, he should still be a factor if he's uh healthy
1: he, he does he does but Joe's and got Robert
0: Woods has been playing well too so
1: you know with Gibbs as a third round Joe's definitely expecting more of his third round pick than that obviously but it's going to be interesting you know Laporta's been really really good I'm really uh really surprised but also not too and Goff, Goff's a great pickup as well so um, gonna be a gonna be a I, I mean unfortunately Kevin's got the injury bug this week so I just don't see I don't see Kevin putting up much of a fight I mean just based on his uh, uh just based on his squad I think Joe's gonna win this week but um Joe's got some interesting things moving forward uh, especially when Deontay comes back uh in a few weeks what happens with Pickens at that point in time and stuff like that so uh, Joe's team I still think is going to the playoffs so I think I picked them uh, I do like his team a lot it's a lot better than it was last year but they are a lot of unanswered questions. But then again, it's week three. Nobody has all the answers right now anyway. You know?
0: Kevin really needs Cup to come back. Uh has <laughs> been very uh inconsistent the first two. He hasn't over over forty receiving yards yet. So I uh, mean you know, Etienne's has had his uh, uh, issues really, really uh being a factor in the passing game. He did have five catches though. Uh, week yeah one so that's good but really uh, lane and kevin draft really similarly so uh you know kevin doesn't play bryce young this week because he's injured i mean getting playing dalton one of his all-time favorites uh is, is probably an upgrade but i mean this is yeah. not what you want from this position where you really want at least 17 points a game so that's You'd just so. the one concern i think and and kevin and lane are two of our better managers but for me through the years i used to draft exactly like them over the last four or five years, I've tried to put more emphasis on quarterbacks, the first uh, three or four rounds. So yeah, um, I'll know, just like- I'll, I'll just say that. And, but you can you can skin the GFL cat in many different ways, and these guys are too. Usually the best managers. So uh, Cup being injured is Kevin's main thing right now. I think so. We'll we'll see how it pans out.
1: You know, I like Rashid Shahid a lot, so I'm surprised he's not putting him in. You know, I really like him as a player. He's had pretty he had a good start to the season. So I know Green Bay's tough defense to play against, but. Um, I like him a lot over over Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders hasn't really been great to start the season or anything like that. So I'm, I'm a little. He's been uh,
0: good. He's viable to play this week. You're saying you would play him? I would not play him over Sanders. I I might play I would, him over. I think I'd play him over Dotson possibly. Um Dotson, is, Dotson has good game flow this week against Buffalo. Like you know he's there at home against definitely. Buffalo. So maybe Dotson does break out. Tough call for Kevin this week. Really.
1: Tough call. I, I I don't. Dotson hasn't really started off very well. Um, you also want to look at Gus Edwards because Justice Hill is going to be out this week too, so he's got guys who can play. You know you what know, I mean? Kevin
0: drafted well. Really, the main thing with Kevin, like I said, is is just the quarterback to me. Yeah. Oh, for same. sure. Same thing. Same thing with Lane, though. Uh, Daniel Jones, I think for Lane, I actually, think, I think could be. This like he was. I think he could be a decent fantasy quarterback for, for sure. All. For so sure. I think Kevin has more problems at that position than Lane.
1: Well, guard. That concludes our old school hour and 17 minute episode on our uh, on, on recapping the preview so I uh, had a great time dude we uh, went over a lot of guys went over a lot of different teams um, next week we'll probably have a guest appearance on next week so we'll probably have um, I, I think um, uh, should we let uh, I guess we uh, you know everyone can wait for the, for the person who's going to be on next week so we can just announce it whenever the whenever they get on but uh guys go out and celebrate number 170 in the podcast okay that, that 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 doesn't come easy okay it takes a lot of hard effort hard work and effort to uh to get to 170 so i'm very proud of that gar i know you are too yeah and, uh, not
0: one number 170 for long matt we'll be number 168 before you know
1: it <laughs> before you know it so all right gar i had a lot of fun dude uh uh, guys, make sure you go ahead and set your lineups. If we get to, you know, don't forget, you can trade at any time. You can also give away uh, your Fab dollars if you want to trade too. So, uh, keeper status is is it remain with trades. I, I know people are probably looking at trades along the way. So, um, guys, don't you know, don't don't be shy. Start start throwing some stuff out there if uh, if you want to upgrade your teams. No time like the present. So. Uh, fellas, until next Matt, time.
0: Man, Carl- Matt, I want to ride us out here. Uh, you know, One of the downsides of being on Apple is I don't get my
1: pick of music unless I know.
0: that GFL kitty gets padded and we want to kind of pay for music licenses. So eventually that will happen. So I'll tail to the Apple sensors, and let's ride out with some uh, royalty-free music that I haven't even listened to, okay? What, <laughs> how does that sound,
1: Matt? You at? sound so pumped, but let's, let's roll with it. Go there ahead. There we go. I'll see you guys next week. Until next time, fellas.